Oak Star Bank is now online and on your phone, ready to serve you with our easy-to-use digital and mobile banking. Check your balances, manage your accounts, transfer funds, or chat with our Experience Center. Right from your desk, your couch, your lounger by the pool, you get the idea. To get started, visit oakstarbank.com or download the app from the Apple Store or Google Play. Oak Star Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. We are glad that you all have decided to join us for worship this morning. You're in for a treat. This is not a typical Sunday morning. We are celebrating with our Celebrate Recovery family. And uh, yeah, there's a lot to celebrate this morning. They're going to be bringing some testimonies and um, sharing the different ways that God has been uh, at work in their lives. And uh, the band's going to be bringing some Celebrate Recovery music as well. Um, We have a few things going on in the life of our church, and we're going to let Barry come up, share with us one of those things here real quick. Experiencing God. We've been talking about the last few weeks, trying to get host homes. Hey, I can really announce we have nearly 25 host homes. So that is great. So Experience of God is a great a 12-week Bible study in people's homes. It's going to give us a deeper dive into God's Word and, you know, figure out what God's call is on your life. Now it's your turn to sign up. So now we want you, everybody, to be going to a home and enjoy it. So the easiest way is on you, in your program. You can go in there, go scan the little QR code, go in there and pick the home you like, the day of the week you like, and sign up in somebody's home. It's a great relaxing way. Um, comfortable way to, you know, learn more about God's Word. And I think this Experiencing God is a great, great program, so be sure and don't miss out. Be a part of it. Um, so, and, uh, so I'll tell you a little bit about it. So now you're going to sign up, okay? So whether you want to sign up at the table, you're not into technology or anything, you want to just go sign your name on a piece of paper, go out there and see Tony, sign up that way. We'd rather you go do it through the app or through the website, but it doesn't matter. Whatever is simplest for you, all we want to do is make sure you enjoy this study and get into somebody's home. Some of them are at the church. They're on Sunday afternoons. They're on Tuesday nights. They're on whatever night. Mine is on Thursday night. You are invited to mine. I'm not very good at inviting people. So don't wait for somebody to invite you to come and join a group. Join a group. Now, here's a question you're going to ask. Okay, let me see. I'm not very good at technology. I told you that part. So just go sign up back there. You know, over the next 12 weeks, whatever night it is, I've got a meeting or something. I can't go to one or two. That's fine. Just miss it. You can also do it on your, once you get your workbook, in your workbook, it's got a code where you can go in and watch the videos on your own. So if you miss a week or something, you don't want to miss a video, you can watch the videos on your own. So if you miss one or that, or you, something changes during the study, you want to change to go to a different group because of your job changes or something, you can do that as well. Um, so now is the time to sign up. Okay, if you're not a church member, you can still go to this group. It's not just for church members. We really encourage each group to have a few people that aren't church members. Invite your neighbors, your friends, your relatives, anybody you like or don't like or something. But anyway, invite them to come and join your group. We want to have every group to have a lot of people in it. And it's a great outreach for the church to get some people that are not members of the church to do it. You have to all know we got a new pastor, Pastor Pat. is going to be here in a couple of weeks. A lot of his sermons are going to be based around experiencing God. So you want to be in and know what's going on with that. Um, what else have I forgotten? Study books. Study books are available at Bread of Life Books. We really encourage everybody to have their own study book. It's like a workbook. So you're kind of, you know, be writing notes in there and stuff. And like, my wife's kind of an overachiever. 
She's already like two studies ahead. She's got notes written all over the silly thing. There's no way I want to try to read her book because it's all messed up. Mine will be nice and clean. I just read, the, I'll just fill in the questions. Now, she's not here this service. Next service, I won't say that part anyway. So don't miss out on experiencing God. It starts in two weeks, two or three weeks. So don't miss out. Be sure and sign up now. Do it through the app, the website, or go out and see Tony and sign up. Don't miss out on experiencing God. A great study that our church is doing. Thank you. Yeah. So, Barry, you know this service is recorded, right? Just so you know, make sure. Yeah, you're in trouble. Hey, one other thing about the, the uh, groups, they are, we're putting a soft cap on those of a dozen people. So um, if there's a group that you're wanting to get in, uh, jump on that early because we don't want you to miss out on that. Um, we, we can allow more in a group, but we're trying to kind of set a limit on those around 12. Uh, if gathering, ladies, um, in your worship program, there's another little blurb that ha talks about the if gathering, and there's a QR code there. You can scan that, and you can sign up for that. Uh, that's coming up in about a month, March. So uh, more information to come on that. Um, I th okay, Deacon of the Week this morning is uh, Daryl Schreiner, and uh, he will. if you need anything from him, um, this week, uh, aside from killing a skunk or something like that, um, he can, he'll take care of that. Um, his number's in the worship program as well. And uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll continue with our worship. Lord, you are a great and awesome God, and uh, we have been amazed at your goodness, the way that you have moved in the life of uh, our church body in the lives of uh, a lot of the people that we're going to hear from this morning. We pray, Lord, that you would just give them, everyone that's sharing this morning, is a sense of peace. Um, and help us, Lord, to have our ears open to hear from you today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. And you know what? Tim, come on up. Let me just say, uh, if... If you don't mind, after everyone shares, and you're probably going to do this anyway, but let's show some love and appreciation to everyone that's uh, given testimonies this morning. Come on up, Tim. Good morning, church. My name's Tim. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and I suffer with hurts, habits, hang-ups. Uh, I used to be an addict, an alcoholic, uh, not a real good person. Uh, I'm 18 years clean and sober. I've, I've been involved with Celebrate Recovery since week two, I believe, uh, and that's going to be 13 years here soon. And, uh, you know, I remember the, the first time that I came to church here, and it was at the other building, but the first, first church service I came to, they prayed about, uh, yeah, Celebrate Recovery, and they, they prayed over the people that were going to be helping with Celebrate Recovery. So I was part of that group, and it was an awesome thing. I really feel like I've been a part of this church for the last 13 years. It's just the Tuesday night part of it. And so it's good to see everybody this morning and to be a part of the morning service. Uh, I've been coming here uh, some. But I really enjoy Celebrate Recovery. It, it's been a big part of my life. Uh, 
I'm usually standing right there on Tuesday night with my hands up. And the last two weeks I've been here sitting somewhere back there wanting to be standing there with my hands up during praise and worship. Because praise and worship is the most important part to me. It kind of brings, brings Jesus into the room in my, in, in my mind. So if you see me Sunday morning standing over there somewhere with my hands up, that's just me. Uh, you know, I, I celebrate my recovery because without Jesus Christ in my life, I'd be that messed up addict that I used to be and, and I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be in recovery. But anyhow, celebrate recovery is uh, really important to me. It's something that I make a commitment to do. I've, I've had two, two hips replaced and I think I missed a couple of weeks standing over there in the corner, but as soon as I could get up and stand in the corner and get my praise on, that's where I was. Uh, Celebrate Recovery over the years has changed and moved, and when we moved to this building, it was, I, I don't like change. That's part of my character defects is I don't like change, and I, I don't know if anybody else doesn't like change, but personally, I don't like change. And when we got here, I'm like, where am I gonna stand? Because down the other building, I had a place to stand. And you know, I try to get out of people's way, but, uh, and I stand up front because I don't want to look at anybody else. I just want to focus on the music. And by the way, the Celebrate Recovery Band has really brought it. It's added a, a new dimension to our Celebrate Recovery. And they're awesome. They're just really awesome. But uh, I'm just kind of looking around and thinking that we all have hurts, habits, hang-ups. We all got stuff going on in our lives. And you know, I've seen people come and go, and when they come, they, they, they start getting a little bit of, of a better countenance they're, they're, they they look a little bit cleaner and a little bit better and then they go back out and don't see them for a while and see them out there and the, the devil's kind of grabbed a hold of the the seed that was poured out and, and it was rocky ground or it was some other kind of ground I just know that I know that celebrate recoveries for everybody is not for just for us it's it's for everybody we all have hurts habits hang-ups we all have isms I don't know what your ism is I don't judge, I, I'm not taking anybody's inventory, but we all have something going on in our lives that we could work on. Uh, one thing about Celebrate Recovery, there's scripture with it. I, I went to a lot of secular community resource support meetings and uh, God's there, God's wherever I'm at, but he's not as prevalent as he is at Celebrate Recovery and the word of God's with Celebrate Recovery. And I'm just gonna share, you know, Step six, we were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. And the scripture that goes with it, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. That's awesome stuff. And then principle seven, reserve a daily time with God for self-examination, Bible reading and prayer in order to know God and his will for me and my life and to gain the power to follow his will. And the scripture, we all like this one. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. And then the last principle is yield myself to God to be used to bring this good news to others by both my example and my words. Does this sound like the church? Does this sound like something the church is supposed to do? I mean, you know, and uh, Pastor Randy bringing Celebrate Recovery in was, was a, a really good decision and it's helped a lot of people. And, you know, we have a fellowship. You guys got a fellowship here. We're all part of the same church and, and we all have hurts, habits and hangups and we're all in it to, to get closer to God, uh, this, these principles and, and the scripture that go with it is just a little guide for us to get closer. Uh, I just know that it's, it's awesome to be here this morning. It's awesome to share, celebrate recovery and, and the things that it's done and just really enjoy the band this morning because you're gonna like the songs they're gonna sing. And uh, 
I don't know, I get real nervous talking in front of people, and sometimes I get to rambling, and I feel like God's saying, it's time to shut up. So, hey, y'all have a nice day.
Good morning, church. Um, a lot of you know me, but for those of you that don't, my name is Chad, and I am a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. Um, for those of you that do know me, know that this is a very uncomfortable spot for me to be. Like Tim, I'm very nervous, but I do not ramble. Um, <clears throat> so that's a pretty good indication that I'm right where God wants me. So why I'm up here? Well, I was asked to give a brief talk about my role in CR. I've known about CR for many years because of my dad's role. He was one of the founders of CR in our church. I've heard and witnessed many stories through his years of service. I'm not sure why it took me so long to walk through the doors on a Tuesday evening. I guess I just thought it wasn't for me, that I didn't need anything that was offered here at CR because it was for those people. Well, church, it's for everyone. We are those people. We all have hurts, habits, and hangups. We can all benefit from att attending and or serving at CR. I started attending CR a few years ago. During my first year, the opportunity for me to take on the role running the graphics was presented. I accepted that role. I have to remember to breathe, too. <clears throat> I accepted that role, and the next couple of years unfolded. I realized what a blessing it is to serve. Because I sit in the booth in the back, I have been able to witness God's work take place in front of me, to watch God move in the lives of all those who attend Tuesday evening CR worship, to see the spiritual growth of the current leadership team, and to see the growth in attendance has made a huge impact on my own spiritual growth. Thank you, Jesus. I would also like to say thank you to all that are serving and that have served in the past. So with that, I want each and every one of you to prayerfully consider serving at CR. We need the church body to be involved. And be, by being involved, attending, serving, you may be the answer to someone's prayer. You might just be the person that someone needs to talk to because of what you have been through or what you are dealing with now. Isaiah 42.16 says, <clears throat> I will lead the blind by a way they did not know. I will lead them down paths they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked places straight. These things I will do for them and not forsake them. Church, he is talking about us. We are the blind. It's not until we surrender ourselves to Jesus and let him lead us that we can see. He is the light and his path is straight. He will not forsake us. So please, pray about it and let the Lord lead you down paths you have not known. You just might be blessed by what God lets you see. Thank you. Hey! 
could care that much about me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Is it on? Yep. It's on? It should, it's a, it should be on already. It's on? Okay. All right. So those of you that don't know, Ron and Darren have served uh, as leaders of CR for a while now. I don't know how long. About a year and a half. Okay. 18 months. Okay. Well, I got to say, and some of this may be because we as a church and um, – CR have we went through the COVID stretch where things just uh, was just really hard, and there has been more change, more growth in Celebrate Recovery in the last year and a half than I, I mean, it's just really incredible the growth that we've seen. So I want to talk to both of these guys a little bit and let you all in on the conversation, uh, Ron. Tell us a little bit about um, some of the changes that you've seen in Celebrate Recovery in the last year or so. When I first came into Celebrate Recovery, we didn't have what we call a leadership team. And in the last year and a half, we put together an incredible leadership team. A group of people who, who serve as uh, open share leaders, a group of people who help us plan events like this. Uh, we're developing, we're, we're finding those that are uncomfortable and putting them up here to teach lessons, right? <laughs> But, you know, and it, as nervous as those people are when they get up here, the one thing I tell them is it doesn't show up here. It's in here, right? And they've, and they've done an incredible job with helping us out with Celebrate Recovery. Without them, Celebrate Recovery couldn't have grown the way it has. Yeah. You know, one of the other things that I've, as you were talking, I thought of one of the blessings that I've had is the the number of testimonies that that have been shared in the last, even the last six months. Darren, I know you've had a part in, in that. Uh, those of you that don't know Darren, he's really good at twisting arms. And uh, uh, talk a little bit, Darren, about how uh, people can get involved in CR. One of the big things about CR is, um, you see all those words up there? I bet everybody in here has either, number one, experienced it, 
dealt with that are still in it with it right now. And that's what we need to help, help with because we've got so many people that are coming in here. It's like you got to understand this. About a year ago when we first did the CR Sunday, we asked for help, and we only had about 50 or 60 people coming to CR. Well, in the last three months, we haven't done less than 110 on any Tuesday. So, um, and that's a God thing, all right? But also it's a thing that says we need more help. We need help with these people. And, um, and it's kind of funny because we talked about it the other night, and it's our society anymore is just I need it right now and I need it now, right? I don't want to do anything for it. As a matter of fact, if I call up Amazon and have it delivered, that's what I'm going to do, right? Well, the CR ministry right now is kind of like that, right? Because every Tuesday night, we're delivering, God's delivering 110 people here that need help. So if you want to do ministry work and you want to dip your toe into it and figure out what it's all about, come see us on Tuesday night. Because number one, we're going to deliver the people there for you to talk to. You're not going to have to go find them. Because a lot of people, that's the first thing when you talk about ministry work, oh, what am I going to do? Who am I going to talk to? Where am I going to go find them? Well, we're going to bring them right here and set them out there and put them around tables, and you can sit right down and talk to them. The second thing that's hard to do in ministry work is how am I going to have a conversation with somebody about God? How am I going to bring that up? Well, I hate to tell you, but i got 110 souls here every Tuesday night that are ready to talk about God, if you're ready to talk to them about it. So we're trying to make it as easy as we can. All I need is some people to fill in those spots. So, if you're waiting for Amazon to deliver something, come Tuesday night and it's delivered to you. Well, Ron mentioned earlier about the leadership team and how it has developed. I think if we could have anyone that is involved in leadership and Celebrate Recovery, if you would stand and let us just give you uh, some appreciation for a moment. There are, there are many more uh, than, than this group, but um, you all are doing a tremendous job every, every week, and the commitment that you all show um, is inspiring uh, to me and I know to, to many. Uh, so talk, and either one of you can grab this question, what, what specific ways can someone get involved? What are some of the specific needs yeah, you that you guys have? I'll take it, and you can take some of it, too, in case I leave anything out. All right, so some of the, some of the things is, is, okay, there's a gentleman by the name of George. George, are you here this morning? He, come, he comes uh, on Tuesday nights, and he'll sit down and just talk to people, right, because he's real relatable. And the next thing you know, they open up, and they're talking about the issues in their life with someone of faith who can help them through that issue. And trust me, those of you who've been through things, right, you can sit down there and share the miracle of Christ in your life with someone and give them the hope that it can happen in theirs. A lot of people relate, a lot of people relate to me, but not everybody. A lot of people relate to Darren, but not everybody. Uh, Becky had a testimony. Brenda's had a testimony. What we need is as many people with as many different issues to sit down at those tables and visit with those people and let them know about the miracle in your life. They may relate to you, and you may be the miracle in theirs. Darren? You know, we, there's a lot of areas you could do it in. One of them I could think of is, is we got a big need coming up because we got one gentleman that um, does a lot for us, and he's leaving. And I need about probably 10 people to replace him. That's how much he does. Isn't that right, Mark? We need, um, we need people to um, simply help us get people here. We need van drivers because there's many times we have to kind of, we, we can't get everybody here that calls us that wants to get here, and that's, that's, that's a problem. 
that we need to overcome really quickly, if we can. Um, we need people like Ron said, just to stand and talk to people. We need people to help um, get set up in, in the afternoon. We need people to help us tear down things at night. Because as we start growing and keep growing, we're adding more and more tables and more and more spaces. As a matter of fact, we now eat in the back here too, not only in the auditorium, but back here in the back where we have to eat. And um, it gets to be a bigger issue every time. We just need more people to help us. But the biggest thing is come be mentors. Come sit and talk to the people. You know, um, a lot of them, um, you'll see quite a few of them here, but there's still a lot of them that aren't here every Sunday morning that are still needing a church home. And the first thing they need is somebody to invite them. They need to have that one-on-one relationship with somebody sitting at a table to just invite them. Say, hey, you know, I, I love talking to you tonight. Why don't, we, why don't you come meet me on Sunday morning? Let's go have coffee and then let's go do church. You know, that's what we need. We need more bodies to do that because we can't invite them all and we can't bring them all. So we need help doing it. We just need you to, to make them feel welcome. There's a whole lot of times people come in. If somebody doesn't greet them, you'll see them sit down and maybe eat. Maybe they won't. And then you see them leave out. Because there weren't enough of us here. I mean, we got people getting ready down here. We got people setting up tables. We got people in the kitchen, right? And sometimes we can't get to all the people coming in. Just somebody here to welcome them when they come in the door. There's so many people that come in here that are not comfortable with themselves, more or less being around people, right? That hand that you, that you reach out may be the one that keeps them here and, and helps them through their recovery. Yeah, you know... Um, I was thinking one of the other changes that I've seen in the last year has been our church's involvement. It's, it, it has gone from a, a celebrate recovery is its own thing and, and church is church that having a lot of Sunday school classes have uh, helped with meals. There's been a large number of our uh, regular church crowd that have uh, participated. And if you are kind of like, yeah, this is not really my thing. Some Tuesday evening, just come, come in. Uh, there's a meal at 5:30, uh, and eat. Come in in, in the building and uh, just worship at 6:30. Um, that's all you have to do is just come in and participate. It's a just a great thing. So thank you, Darren and Ron. Um, do you guys have any any closing thoughts? Landing. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and talk about the landing. That's one thing um, we're starting out now. Um, we've always had Celebrate Recovery and Celebration Place. Celebration Place was normally for, like, lower-end kids, like um, 5 to 8th grade, 8th grade. We've never had anything for teenagers. And we know that the teenager group is a group that we really need to reach because that's that group right before they become adults where they go out and they start living on their own and start making the wrong choices, and we, and we want to avoid that. So we're getting ready to start up the landing. So we need some more help with that if we can. I've got some leaders. We've got them, two gentlemen and, and two ladies that are getting ready to step up and take over the landing and, and work with those teenagers. But if anybody else has a desire to come help with some youth and make a change in people's lives, we could greatly appreciate it. You know, just kind of like the song said a little while ago, just come talk to people about my Jesus and tell them, no, I can save your life too. Well, let me uh, talk about child care just a minute. Well, we actually, uh, at times, we need help down in, uh, with the younger kids down in the, the child care quarter. Uh, those those people that love little kids, right? Like to like to see them run and play and laugh and all that. Uh, we offer childcare every week, and if someone would like to come and be a part of childcare, uh, we'd certainly appreciate that too. If you have questions about that, you can ask us after the service in the foyer. Uh, and I know your name as well as I know my own. Me? Yeah. Lois. Lois. Yeah. Lois. Huh? Lois. Lois. No, no, no. <laughs> 
the, the child, oh yeah. Michaela, thank you. You know, I just turned 68, so you have to forgive me if I forget names. That's why we but do name tags see, on Tuesday. Michaela is, is in charge of that child care. If you see her, she can tell you how to get involved with the child care. Yeah. And now I'm going to be quiet because I've already embarrassed myself. Okay. <laughs> so little, one little thing. We, and we do talk about child care. When we started partnering with uh, the, the, the uh, Rays in Haiti, we, we learned that working with children is a way that stops a lot of the problems that we're dealing with. And so try to not think about it as childcare like we're babysitting, but you're having an impact on young people to hopefully prevent some of the mistakes that their uh, parents are making. We had, one child pick up, oh, we had one child pick up a Bible, take it home, and, and came back and, and wanted to commit her life to Jesus Christ. And that's from the, the people who are back in the childcare area. It was a wonderful thing. So, uh, because we're, things are a little different this morning, our, normally at the end of worship, we offer an invitation. And we've sung, um, we've heard some testimonies, you're going to hear some more about the life that you can have with Jesus. We, we sung about um, my Jesus there, that last song. And uh, so normally we, would, we stand at, during that last song and, and people can come forward and pastor or deacon is here to greet you. Daryl will be up front here, our deacon of the week. Um, if you have something that you just feel like God is um, impressing on your heart, you need to uh, draw near to him. Uh, Daryl will be up front up here when we get to that point, but there won't be a verbal invitation. But when we get to that song... Um, just come right on up. So uh, let's see. Lois? My name is Lois, and I'm a sinner saved by grace, created with a purpose according to his plan. I first volunteered with Celebrate Recovery by helping Becky Cornett serve dinner with our Sunday school class one night a month, a couple of years before COVID shut everything down. And part of the time, I'd go into worship service. Then after COVID, when dinner started back up, Libby Foster and I took over leading our Sunday school classes monthly night to serve dinner. And most of the time, I'd go to worship service. My husband Lyle started going to CR <clears throat> when he had been missing, he was out of town several Sundays in a, row, in a row. And so he had been missing Sunday morning worship. And so CR was a way that he could attend church midweek. So for a few weeks, he went without me until it was my time to serve again. Well, now we've been coming most Tuesday nights for a couple of years and we're considered regulars. It's part of our weekly routine and we've made friends with folks I'd have never known otherwise. I've heard CR referred to as a church within a church, and that's a pretty great description because the regulars at CR attend a variety of churches on Sunday morning, which is part of the reason that congregation, you don't see them here because they're at Allen Street, they're at Northeast, they're at Calhoun, they're at Garden City, they're at Mount Zion, they're at Souls Harbor. But on Tuesday night, we're one body. 
CR is a place where folks actively care about each other. They pray for and with each other. They celebrate victories and lift each other during struggles. Nobody comes to the altar without others coming to pray. And nobody gets a milestone coin, whether it's 24 hours or 10 years, without others cheering them on, applauding that success. Time at the altar is encouraged throughout the service and taken seriously. It is rare that there aren't multiple folks praying at the altar at various times throughout the worship service. A friend of mine says that my sin is no better than your sin, it's just more socially acceptable. <clears throat> and at CR, that's acknowledged. It's not a matter of what your habit or hang-up is, it's that you have one. And I have one. And they have one. And they have one. And they have one. And guess what? <laughs> they have one too. <clears throat> We tend to stereotype CR as a place for folks who are in recovery, implying some sort of chemical dependency. Mm, two things. Number one, we're all either in recovery or active addiction of something. Whether that's a substance or just a habit or a hang up that you can't let go of. Mm, how many times have you looked at or thought about your phone this morning? might be a habit. And number two, most of the folks at CR are there for non-chemical dependency issues. Anxiety, grief, fear, broken relationships, loneliness, take a look at the heart. I'm sure you can identify with at least one of the things up there. I have known the stories of Jesus for more than 50 years and I have been and a believer and an active church member for over 30 years. But CR reminds me that we all have junk. We all have baggage and we're all in need of his mercy and his grace because none of us got saved by our own merit. It truly is a judgment-free zone where all that matters is that on that day, we have chosen to depend on Christ rather than resorting to ourself and our old habits. Celebrate Recovery is a place where each of us can worship as we need without any concern for what anybody else is thinking. Recognizing that we're all here for the same reason, and that's to worship and praise the one who saved us and set us free from our hurts, our habits, our hangups, ourselves. Dr. Kimbrough said in last week's sermon that how we view what Jesus did on our behalf changes the way we look at our own lives, at who we are. And CR reminds me of the very price that Christ chose to pay for me, even when I didn't deserve it, cause I still don't deserve it. It's only because of his mercy poured out through grace. And when you're reminded of that and, you're allow, you, and you allow yourself to really embrace that and feel that, you can't help but worship him from the heart. When I was at Faith Walk last spring, God spoke to me about something that I had put between myself and God, and I had left there for over 30 years. I was unaware. And I know that anything that comes between me and God is an idol, 
Celebrate Recovery gives me a place to practice accountability for surrendering that idol. I choose to get a coin each month as a reminder to continue to surrender that idol and to not allow it to come between God and I. CR has challenged me to look beyond people's history, to say, I don't care what you did last year or yesterday or even this morning. I care that God has placed us in this place together to worship him alone. CR inspires me to love more freely, to speak about what God has done for me more boldly, and to want that for others. CR reminds me that heaven will be filled with a whole lot of folks who don't look a lot like me. They don't have the same story I do, but we share the same heart because it's Christ living in us. Thank you.
Hi, everybody. So great things. I'm going to tell you guys about the great things that God has done in my life through Celebrate Recovery and through just being a believer in general. Hi, my name is Madeline, and I am a child of God. Hi. I was born in Baltimore, and both my biological parents were extremely mentally ill and addicted to drugs and alcohol. I suffered a lot of physical abuse and neglect until I was adopted by another set of parents when I was three. My adoptive parents did do their best, but they were also very uh, psychologically abusive and physically abusive as well. Um, as a child, I was very different from the other kids because I had severe PTSD and anxiety issues. As a result, I was bullied a lot and seldom had many friends growing up. I always felt like an alien and my self-esteem was crushed. I dropped out of high school and ran away from home when I was 17 years old. I moved in with my boyfriend and had my first child, Selah. I did my best to care for her when we broke up and was a single mom, working as a receptionist at 20 years old. Then out of nowhere, I went into a three-week-long psychosis and completely lost my mind. I was diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder. During my psychosis, I attempted suicide because the hallucinations and psychological torture was so traumatic that dying felt like a better option. I had slit both wrists and took five bottles of psych medications that had just been prescribed and weren't, weren't working. I did my best to be a mom and hold it together after that, but I delved deep into drug addiction and alcohol. By the age of 23, I ended up abandoning my daughter and leaving her with her father because I was not fit to be a mother. My mental illness kept getting worse and I couldn't stop using. I spent most of my 20s in and out of psych wards and homeless, train hopping and hitchhiking, and constantly using. I was in psych wards for my mental illness 22 times in seven years and homeless the rest of the time. I tried AA and NA towards the end of my 20s and still couldn't stop relapsing. I thought it was impossible to be clean and function in society. At the time, it was. I got back in my older daughter, Sayla's life and kept trying to stay clean for her. I eventually got pregnant with my second daughter, Evelyn, and two weeks after I found out, I stopped using and I got clean on July 17th of 2017. My mental illness got bad again when I was seven months pregnant, and I ended up homeless again. I ended up in a psych ward in New Mexico, and when the meds kicked in, I surrendered my entire life to God, and I meant it this time. I prayed to him, stay with me, please. Just stay with me, and he did. I managed to stay clean after that for five years. I had a five-day relapse on alcohol in December of last year, but I got clean again on December 16th. I will never give up, no matter how many times I fall. Now both my daughters are a huge part of my life. I have had full custody of Evelyn this whole time. My older daughter and I are close, even though she doesn't live with me. I did the AA steps in completion with Jesus as my higher power. I have made amends with my family and myself and all who I have harmed. I haven't been homeless or in a psych ward one time in five years. Thank you. 
I have grown in God and learned how to love myself and others and be a light in a dark world. God has held my hand this whole time. It has not been easy, but it has been the most beautiful journey. I now go to Celebrate Recovery every Tuesday night to maintain my recovery. I'm doing the Celebrate Recovery steps to draw even closer to God and be of service to others. I learned how to serve God. He just wants us to love him with all our hearts, love ourselves, and love our neighbors. When I do this, God continues to walk with me and blesses me richly. I am now enrolled in college for a psychology degree because I want to help people with mental illnesses like me. God is my hope, and I want to share that with others. I have learned in my journey that surrender is the key Jesus gives us to unlock a million blessings. He wants all of us, our entire hearts. And when we give him that, life becomes rich and beautiful in the way that I could never have imagined before I began my journey. He did it for me, and he can do it for you. Jesus loves you more than you could ever conceive or realize, and his love can and will heal any malady, hurt, habit, or hang-up. All you got to do is ask him to help you. Take his hand and walk with him. Thank you. Thank you, Madeline, and the, uh, the words in there about surrender are so powerful. Um, I wasn't planning on talking, but I do want to say, as, as the band sings and leads us in this next song, remain seated for a while so we can all see. They're going to be uh, sharing some, some signs, and we'd like for you all to be able to see that. At the end of the song, if you feel like standing, then uh, just feel, go ahead and stand. And again, Daryl will be up front up here. and. Uh, I think uh, Joey's probably around somewhere, too. If, if you feel like you need to surrender this morning, um, please uh, don't be afraid to come up. I just want to speak.
Jesus, Lord. 